Welcome to another edition of Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Crop Opti, leaders in agronomy. For a great year on the farm, get in touch. Visit cropopti.com.au or visit the team at 100 Golf Course Road in Horsham. Well, welcome everyone. Finally, our first podcast. So, joined around the table here with, with Trav, Woz and Bottles. So, I'll be honest, we are sitting here having a can. So, it is 20 past five on, on Friday night. So... I guess uh, we're just basically throwing it open here tonight just to, um, I guess, talk about what's going on this week, try and, um, I suppose, touch base with issues we've found and obviously um, just what to, what's going on going forward. So I guess the first thing is I guess we've all had some good rain. So uh, Plenty of rain, which is fantastic. Seems to be pretty widespread too. The crop up the lake is back. You got to pump water off the lawn. Yeah, haven't got any ducks on there yet. No, Stephen? no ducks on the lawn. Does no. that pump off? Yeah, I turned it off. So yeah, I guess the best, the biggest thing is like obviously, you know, anywhere from ten or twelve mil sort of south of Horsham to you know up to thirty mil <coughs> thereabouts up through to Bueller and um, as far as we sort of stretch. So it is obviously getting a bit wet, but um, at the moment, I guess with the forecast for what you take out of them, that we may. Maybe glad that we've got a bit of moisture around now than if we are looking for it a little bit later in the year, but um, it's certainly making it challenging uh, to get spraying obviously done and also look even spreading at the moment and, and probably even for us was just even getting out on paddocks over the next week or so is going to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, no, it got close to being bogged this week. Looking, yeah, well, said close. Digging for uh, Digging for plenty of slugs and... All those sorts of things still as well, so the um, the moisture is definitely bringing those uh, those challenges or maintaining those challenges in that regard too. I guess Trav, you probably should touch on the the elephant in the room, I suppose, with um, where urea's at at the moment. It's you're probably sick of the conversation, but um, I guess if you just clarify where we're at with it, and, um, obviously blokes are pretty shitty, but there's not a lot we can do about it really. Nah, nothing. Um, yeah, basically, urea's starting to run a bit tight. Uh, plenty of supply going forward. There's no no problem with supply, but just boats at the moment are a little bit slow coming in, which means that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means that, yeah, basically, there's going to be a bit of a hold-up. So, basically, yeah, get, get your orders in. And, um, yeah, at least let us all know what you're after. Um, yeah, definitely no shortage, but just a few little hassles along the way. And I guess even if it's a week or two down the track before we start to see some of this stuff, like we have had some frost now, so things will slow down a little bit, I guess, from a growth point of view. So Absolutely. And I think, no, like, realistically next week, no one's going to get on and... There's boats showing up early next week and, and after that every couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, rains have been good. And from a urea standpoint and our point here in the shop, it's even better. And I think, you know, just the talk with everyone is that, you know, as long as we can still get it on at some point, it's going to be okay. Like, it's not like we're first week of September and, and crops haven't had anything. We've still got plenty of time up our sleeves, so... Um, it's probably that talk around the, the footy ground and the pub and things like that. The panic sets in with people that 
I don't think it's um, it's an inconvenience, but I don't think it's actually going to have any real negative effect. Uh, look, and I think there's been a lot of guys that have probably held off on, you know, making decisions around N. There's talk of the price going down, which really we probably haven't seen over the last couple of weeks due to the massive, you know, demand um, in our area and other areas too. So, you know, if you think you're going to get it for 5 bucks or 10 bucks cheaper, you're probably far better off just, yeah, sort it out now and get it done. Yeah, and I think um, as you know, a lot of people have done a bit of soil testing now too. So we're obviously still, you know, encouraging people to get some soil tests done just to, you know, get a bit of an idea of where your end levels are at. Obviously, we've there's been a lot done through here, so we've got a bit of an idea. You can have a bit of a crack at, you know, not so much guessing, but get a bit of an idea of um, what's going on in some paddocks just from the number of soil tests that have been done. But certainly, you know, if you if you're ringing up asking. How much end do we put on a paddock, or how much do we need, or etc.? Like it's, you know, it's, it's always good to have that soil test there, just to actually have some sort of data to to bounce off and and make a call off. But speaking of data, um, Stefan seems to be spending a hell of a lot of time on his phone. I don't know whether he's trolling for uh, fish at the moment or what's going on over there. But yeah. What's that? What, what is going on over there, Steffi? It's just o- organising some deliveries for next you're week. You're organising some SWAT rights. <laughs> organising some, some anyway. deliveries for next week. But anyway, back, back, back to the topic of soil tests. Oh, I, I think that topic <laughs> that Trav's brought up is far better. Oh, I just found it, you know, like the three married blokes in here, <laughs> phones on the table, and the other blokes just worn a pole in his thumb. <laughs> so just, yeah, thought I'd let everyone know what was going on. Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to like, subscribe, share it on your socials and leave a review. What else is happening out there, Was Look, obviously you're getting plenty of calls too and getting around, so... Yeah, I suppose um, oh, just anything around um, pre-M damage is always something that people are a uh, little bit concerned about once the, once the crop's coming out of the ground and... Um, um, oh, it's just, yeah, just the usual, well, not the usual, but sort of the last three years we've been um, a bit concerned about things like the Overwatch. Um, this year we've got um, a lot more Matino going out and you can definitely see that sort of paler colour that we get in the in the wheat um, in particular and there's also a bit going out on the barley too, which um, is, um, yeah, it's very, very expected, I think, if you're going to, if it's going to work, I suppose um, we should be seeing should be seeing something. I mean, the better preems are working better when um, I think uh, if it's probably doing a little bit of uh, something to the crop, um, yeah. And then the same, I suppose, with the with the uh, with the lentils as well. Like there's there's always going to be some sort of um, some sort of chemical um, visuals on the on the, on the crop. For those better working ones, um, yeah, I mean, as, as each rain comes, I think we're seeing um, in the worst areas with the slugs, just those, uh, just that persistence in the numbers. So it's getting a bit of a challenge now in some areas for guys to actually get on and um, and spread a bit of bait now that it's getting wetter and wetter. So, how are you finding? Um, obviously, last year. Guys with growing canola, like there's a lot of um, 
enforcer went in that sort of got thrown out. So this year we're running a lot of the PY 520TC. So it's going to be interesting to see how that looks. So far it doesn't look too bad. I don't think it still, still doesn't quite match up. Um, I know some reports earlier that it popped out of the ground quicker than some others, but I, I still think, bigger. yeah, I still think those um, um, PY, um, not PY, sorry, forty four Y ninety four, and that now are all sort of catching up and passing it. But I mean, it still looks, it still looks good. But yeah, what are you seeing out there with it? Anything yeah, different? <clears throat> nah, nothing too different to that. I, yeah, I agree. When it first came up, nice big cotyledon, and um, yeah, sort of. Popped up nicely, um, but even though it's sort of not as showy, I think it's pretty handy to have that atrazine, sort of that second pass on that on the ryegrass in particular. Yeah, um, yeah no, it'd be good to just keep an eye on it, I suppose. I think in that case, so you're always got to pay the piper somewhat, though, don't you? Is if you're going to run a clear field triazine over over a straight clear field, there's always going to be that um, you know downside to it. I suppose that that triazine trait at some stage has got to kick in the gear and you know potentially slow up a little bit, like like all triazines do. So, and it's that discussion you have at the start of the year with growers too when you're doing that planning that you know you're making them aware of that, and as you say, you can't have. You can't have the most vigorous crop with the highest yield and have all the chemical options there. So something's got to give and comes down to what people are happy with, I suppose, to, mm. to forfeit. So mm. I think that triazine op- option as a stack product, though, is, you know, for guys that have got ryegrass issues as a cracker, I think if you can, you know, hit it with a couple of hits of turbine or something like that, um, yeah, even for marshmallow, you know, early marshmallow, it's definitely a good option. Especially if you're trying to get out of that clear field rotation too and you're using that as your residual. Crop this. I guess the same topic comes up every year. Um, I've had the phone calls and the text messages this week about, you know, we've had those couple of frosts. You know, guys asking about spraying canolas and clethodim. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously there's so much data we've had on it before that you know, it just drops that efficacy so much. And, I mean, it's the same, probably the same answer we give every year that I guess you can spray it, but, you know, if it doesn't... It ain't going to work. Yeah, if it doesn't work, <laughs> don't sort of bother ringing, sort of complaining. I know we're trying to hit, you know, two-leaf weeds in the optimum time and, and trying to smack them as quick as we can, but... You're fishing over there, Steffi? <laughs> Never you mind what I'm doing. <laughs> so, but, yeah, like, I mean, we, we've you've got... Got to draw the line with what you're comfortable with, and I mean, if you're choosing to spray, that's ultimately it's your call. Um, but you know, if it's we get down the track and we've got ryegrass there that hasn't died, well, you know, it's 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 always going to be a little bit of a well, it was always expected to happen. I think for the last <coughs> five years, you know, we we've known don't spray around frost. Um, that ain't going to change. You know, doesn't matter how many times growers out there ask, but it's it's not going to change. Nah. Yeah. It's, it's a pain in the ass, but sort of that that uh, thing. While well, we can go out and do it, but um, at the same time, if, you know, you might you could have uh, just wasted all that chemical anyway. So I think you might especially as well not have done around, it. yeah, especially around canola too. Like you only get one shot at it. Mm. Lentils or beans might be a bit different. You can run your factors and things like that too. But I think around canola, you you've got to be on the way. You just can't afford to. A lot of the guys north of 
well, sort of around that northern Wimmera, southern Mallee as well, like pretty patchy crops still just on um, just being a bit drier. So they've got still got heaps of time anyway, so there's no real hurry to go out there. So <coughs> Nah, that's right. I mean, look, I don't know. At the moment, I think with our knockdowns and that with where we sit, like I know the canolas we're going to get in and get them sprayed, but I think just early... I suppose early inspections, probably, I think everything else isn't looking too bad. Like, the cereals are really clean. I don't think we have to, you know, be too panicked on them. I think Callisto's done a pretty good job <coughs> yep. this year mm. again. And I, even the Matino and that as well, like, too. Like, obviously, you know, having that clinophen and the Diflufenican in there, like, they're staying really clean too. And um, I don't know, I think... <laughs> There's a little bit of spot forming net blotch popping up in some barley, which I don't think's anything to be too panicked about. But obviously, you know, keep an eye on it. But I guess somewhere in the next month, hopefully, if we're not washed out, that um, you know we will be looking to put something on there, which is going to tidy it up nice and quick. But um, yeah, I think one thing just on the disease topic that'll be interesting to observe is um, there's some well. With the forecast and how it was dry there in May, a few guys dropped out the flatriophiles, so which was fair enough. But it'll be interesting to see going forward now what happens. Um, yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, I was nervous with the decal we'd made <coughs> for the reasons we did, and you know, when it was dry, that was sort of like you feel like you wasted guys' money. But um, you know, one thing I have noticed with those early wheat crops is, you know, there's no yellow leaf spotter and anything popping up in them, which, you know, we probably would have normally seen by now. So it's good to good to probably see that. And um, I guess over the next few weeks we'll just keep monitoring all that. But I, th- I think it's not a bad thing to, you know, be running a bit of flute nowadays, you know. Even if it's only like what we've done this year with wheat and canola's um, you know, it's a small price to pay for, you know, just having that added protection there. And you hear some real horror stories last year about, you know, the rust and things like that and the damage it actually did. So, you know, it's when you look at a return on investment, it's probably pretty cheap insurance, yeah. really. So. Well, it was only really sort of that seven or eight bucks a hectare, yeah. depending on the fertiliser rate, so... You've been pretty quiet there, Stefan. So, is there any news like you got a bit of exciting news to, you know, for next week that you can share with people? Like, you know, is there a new addition to the crop opti team? New addition to the family? New addition to the family? Uh, no, there is a new addition to the family. Travis and I have to drive down to Melbourne and pick up our new medium rigid truck, which will help uh, make deliveries a lot lot easier. We'll be able to do bigger bigger milk runs instead of going up and down the. Uh, up and down the road in the union trailer about four times a day. So have you have you got a license now? Have you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, when did you get? Did you, like, did you get that legally or no? Cut a deal. I bought a pat pat packet of Wheaties and it was in the bottom of it. <laughs> so he's, uh, it's, yet, it's yet to be actually proven that that's not true. This <laughs> truck could come back as a crumpled tin can from Melbourne yet too. So he hasn't got a name yet. No, but also uh, people might be. Mindful of end of financial year coming up, we've got our pre prepay deal running this year. It's a good one too. It is. Yeah. We're uh, we're, at, we're at six percent. We're uh, we're a bit more than our other competitors, so it's something you should uh, jump Ooh, on board. Gee, and that's a little stabbing somebody there, mate. Gee whiz, <laughs> hey. Just all competitors. We're just a bit dearer, so it's something to look at if you are trying to reduce your tax. 
And uh, who who are the who are your boys got tomorrow? Was who are you under seventeen's got? Who are the Burrows got tomorrow? Who are we? we got uh, we got Horsham. Oh, so oh, big game. <laughs> Might be, uh, might, might be, be the new Damien Hardwick after this. It might be good night, Irene. <laughs> Upset of the year coming up. Yeah, look out. Geez, you've heard it here. You don't have to worry about Cougs and bloody Cobber. You've heard it first here with us. <laughs> straight out uh, of Big Stoney. Huh? Straight out of Stoney's mouth. Coach he's, uh, Stoney. He's got it covered. So, so. Uh, who's, who are the keys got? Uh, we're going to go to Eden Hope in the morning. So, uh, nice, easy, uh, nice, easy, nice early start. I think it'll be about a. 7.30 leave, I reckon, for us to uh, get down there for the little tackers. But Penguins over there. Tomorrow. They're <laughs> all coming out <laughs> of the beach. Penguins for sure. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, look, at uh, yeah, I don't know, my little tackers, they're just above us on the ladder, so we're, we're a chance to beat them. But, um, yeah, as you say, it'll be probably who acclimatises the best, I think, as to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, They'll definitely let, be kicking the frost off, I reckon. Well, let's be honest, Calkey's kind of renowned for being uh, three weathers, hot and windy, cold and windy, and <coughs> need I say it, but uh, very windy. Yeah. So. <laughs> lucky, lucky we're at Eden Hope, though, so it doesn't really matter. So, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, outside of that, I guess um, that'll probably do us for... Oh, do we want to talk about the tigers just oh, quietly? Oh, where are like, the tigers at? We, yeah. Oh, uh, no, we're, we're having a buy, the tigers. Oh, you having a, you, so okay. you got to win. Yeah, we've got to win. Do you get points for that? Yeah, two. Two. Oh, you only get two. Doesn't everyone get four? Well, they're only half as good as everybody (laughs) else, so (laughs) you only get half as much. I don't know. You can have two. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, get for a buy. You'd probably get two. You're probably probably lucky to beat the buy the way he's going, just quietly. We are. We are struggling. But uh, we've had a few wins since Hardwick has vacated the building, so we're going all right at the moment. So you're happy. You're happy about it. No, just... I'm happy with the wins, not happy about the vacation. And Jack Rewalt's playing really, really well at the moment. Jack Rewalt's a spud. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> You've heard it here. All right. Like I said, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pull it up there. And, um, yeah, obviously we're going to try and endeavour. We've been trying to do this for three years, two years. Oh, yeah, three and a half. And, um, yeah, I think we will try and make a conscious effort to do a bit more of it. But... Um, Look, you're probably going to have to bear with us a bit. It's going to we'll take the piss out of ourselves enough, and as I'm sure you guys will too. But um, yeah, hopefully this will be the new way to give us some give some information rather than newsletters all the time, and just something a little bit different. So whether it's next week or the week after, we'll uh, we'll or hopefully 2025. Get... <laughs> we'll try and get another one out. So, but from us, we'll uh, good luck, have a good weekend, and we'll see everyone next week. Hopefully. That draws a close to another edition of Crop This, the official Crop Opti podcast. Like what you've heard? Be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, leave a review. Cropopti.com.au. For a great year on the farm, get in touch and visit the team at 100 Golf Course Road in Horsham.